Hey, this is Jeff Loveland. Thank you for tuning in to Anchor for My Soul podcast, where we want to give a message of hope in the middle of the storm by anchoring ourselves to the Word of God. In each episode, we will grow in our spiritual walk a little more as we use the SOAP Bible study method to dive deep into the scriptures, observe what God is teaching us, apply the lessons in our daily lives, and then pray about it. I hope this encourages you today and helps you go forward with Christ. Welcome back to Anchor for My Soul podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Loveland. December 31st, 2019, the day before the new year. I remember sitting in my work cubicle, listening to some worship songs, and I was trying to find a very specific song for a message I was going to preach in the coming weeks. As I was sitting there searching through the songs, I was led to a Billy Graham crusade album where I heard what sounded like hundreds of people singing. The song was Blessed Assurance from the 1962 Greater Chicago Crusade Choir album. I was so drawn to the song and this sound. It sounded like God's kingdom. It sounded like people singing in victory, and it sounded like the sound of revival. I had to have played the song at least 30 times that day. As I was listening, I heard the Holy Spirit say, Why can't that be here, and why can't that be now? Immediately, I knew I was being called to go after something that was previously not on my radar. You see, the Lord has called me to unite the body of Christ and to steward and to lead the ministry faithfully united, with the mission being to unite the body of Christ and help people in need. Whether that's through serving, prayer, or worship, all these areas are the areas where we can unite the body. And they're all the tools that God gave me. And now he's calling me to do a new thing. So there I was sitting in my cubicle in awe of the song and being pointed in a new direction by God. I knew that I was being called to do something so powerful and something that was much needed. Not knowing what the year ahead looked like and really any year to follow. I realized I was being called to organize and facilitate a large worship event where we can break down barriers, language barriers, racial barriers, and denominational barriers, with our focus being on Jesus Christ and not what divides us. Immediately, I stepped away from my desk and texted two friends telling them about the vision I was given. And those two friends responded with confirmation on that this must happen. You see, I wanted to go after the kingdom. I want to give God the glory. But really, what we're going after is building that momentum for the kingdom. Momentum to light fires in the hearts of those who love God. Momentum in leading people to salvation through Jesus Christ. Momentum in bringing the body of Christ together, united as one body, in many members of it. From that moment on, I had a calling to go after, and I knew that my only response was to be obedient and say, yes, Lord, and go after it, boldly and confidently, trusting in the Lord in all areas.
A couple weeks later, I created a Facebook Live video sharing about this vision that the Lord gave me. And I knew that this first year was to be the spark. And I was just to be obedient. I shared how I saw thousands of people coming together and coming by the busloads from several different states. I mentioned the scripture that the Holy Spirit pointed me to, which was Joshua chapter 4, and how they built a memorial from 12 stones from the Jordan River so that the sons of Israel could look back and see how God moved and how God was faithful. A memorial to teach future generations of all the amazing things that the Lord has done. Well, today, this is my memorial. In this episode, I will share about how God moved at the Kingdom Come Worship event on October 1st, 2020, and the days and months leading up to that. I'll share uh, storylines or backstories that only God could write and show how this entire event was from God, for God, and only because of God. There's much more to come in the future as far as where the Lord is taking this vision. But today, I wanted to show what happened on the very first event, the spark that will ignite a new movement, the spark that will bring the sound of revival to Omaha and across this nation and even other nations. This is the story of how God moved and united the body of Christ for kingdom come worship. But first, please turn your Bibles to Joshua chapter 4. We'll be reading out the English Standard Version. Today's Bible reading comes out of Joshua chapter 4. The context behind this is about God's people needing to remember all the things that God has done, to remember how good he is, to remember his, his plan and his purpose and how he keeps his promises, and to remember how God has moved in people's lives in the past, because we know he's going to move in our lives now and in the future as well. So this chapter very much shows uh, the importance of how God has moved. And Joshua chapter 4, verse 1, is talking about um, a nation that's getting ready to pass over the Jordan, the river, and how the Lord needs to be there to allow them to do so. That God has to move, and then when he does, they must remember. Joshua chapter 4. Twelve memorial stones from the Jordan. Verse 1. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, 
that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. For the priests bearing the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people passed over in haste. When all the people had finished passing over, the ark of the Lord and the priests passed over before the people. The sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, passed over armed before the people of Israel, as Moses had told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests bearing the ark of the testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. And the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord came up from the midst of the Jordan. And the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up on dry ground. The waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, and as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may now know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So that was the scripture reading for today. Now let's see how God took that scripture and helped us go after the kingdom with worship and a mission to unite the body of Christ through worship in the beginnings of a citywide choir. I wanted to share that chapter with you because I believe we need to see where God has moved in the past to be reminded of his goodness and faithfulness when we boldly go forward as he calls us. My memorial of how God moved was on October 1st, 2020 at the Kingdom Come Worship event. 
That's when many came together to worship and praise our Lord, united as one body in Christ. That memorial allows me to have confidence and faith as I go forward. No matter what trial, no matter what challenge, I am reminded of his faithfulness and his goodness. Here are the backstories of this event. As you'll see, God's fingerprints were all over this. First, let's talk about the original vision of the citywide choir. As I mentioned in the introduction, I was at work and came across this Billy Graham Crusade album with what sounded like hundreds of people singing. This song, just like the vision of Faithful United, had to consist of many different people of different backgrounds, cultures, and denominations, all worshiping our Lord and Savior together as one. You couldn't tell who was Lutheran, who was Methodist, or even who was non-denominational, and so on and so forth. You knew only that they were men, women, and children who loved the Lord and who were lifting up their voices in praise and worship. Whether perfectly trained or not, we may not know. All I know is it was an amazing sound. That sound made me think of heaven and what a kingdom of God should sound like. But here on earth, it's the sound of revival. This is the vision and the sound that I wanted to share with many others. So after hearing this song, I would reach out to several friends of mine who were actively involved in the church, in discipleship, in worship music, and in prayer and prophecy. At first, I shared the vision of hundreds of people coming together in worship and what sounds like a citywide choir. The responses I received were confirmation that this vision must take place and we need to go after this. From there, I shared the exact details of the vision and what I saw, whether it takes place right away or later on. I wanted to have something written down in the details that God showed me so that I knew that it could only be God that would make that happen. Whatever date that it came to pass, I wanted proof that people could look back on and see how God moved. That's why that passage about the 12 stones set up as a memorial stood out to me. Therefore, I went to Memorial Park in Omaha, Nebraska to share this vision on Facebook Live. It was a bold vision. Now I needed to boldly share what I saw and see who wanted to join me on this journey. This is where the momentum started. A bold vision, a bold message, a bold journey. Not for the faint of heart, but for those who are committed to the Lord and who are boldly walking in faith, seeking the Lord every step of the way and with every detail. The planning and preparing for this event took a lot of time, effort, and prayer. It's one thing to plan an event or even a speaking engagement, but when you are called to start a movement that is unlike anything you've seen or heard before, prayer has to be the biggest part of the planning and preparation process. This is the first thing we did, the last thing we did, 
in every step in the middle. We prayed about when the event should take place. We prayed about what the event should look like and sound like. We also set up an online prayer team to cover us in prayer and cover this event in prayer. As we all know, whenever you are walking in faith and serving the Lord, there will be trials, challenges, and spiritual battles ahead. The planning and preparing for this first event was absolutely a spiritual battle. I'll go into more details about that here in just a couple minutes. When planning for this event, it's important to surround yourself with the right people. People that have a strong work ethic and lead by example. People who seek the Lord and people that you know that you can trust. With that comes wisdom, experience, and a solid foundation to build off of. I'm thankful for everyone that played a part in this building process from day one. No matter if their time was for just a few weeks or even if they were part of the whole entire process. They helped make a difference and they helped get this vision off the ground. One thing to keep in mind when planning something like this is that this first event must be done with professionalism and with high expectations. If we are to represent God, we want to represent something that is well done and well organized. Even with the challenges, this event was absolutely done with professionalism and with a whole lot of faith. When starting a new direction and a new movement like this, you must realize that the first event is the spark that God will use to ignite a fire within that movement. If you do not go forward with the plans that he prepared for you and sent you on and light that spark, well, then it's just a plan and not a movement. So all that to say this, Kingdom Come Worship was, so, was, it was supposed to be the spark that would ignite a new movement that glorifies God and spreads joy and hope throughout this land. The sound of revival was starts here in Omaha, in the heartland, and moves forward from there. Here's the best part. When you are kingdom-minded and serving the Lord, sometimes God will have someone come near you or see what you're doing and see that blueprint that God gave you. And then they'll want to be a part of that vision. Whether it is me, my team, or someone that was inspired by this move of God. God's will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. A sound of revival in a city-wide choir spreading across the land. But friends, I might ask, if you feel led to run with this vision as well, let's team up and make sure it's done right with professionalism, with order and structure, and with the Lord leading the way. I believe this first event, I alone spent over 200 hours planning, praying, preparing, and meeting with others. That includes marketing, promotions, prayer meetings, planning meetings, and a whole lot of sleepless nights. As you can see, there are many moving parts and a need for many people to join in and do their part using the gifts that the Lord blessed them with. Let's ignite this movement together.
Now let's talk about trials. Kingdom Come Worship 2020, like any other event, had its fair share of challenges and trials that appeared. But for the most part, we're overshadowed by the faithfulness of God and how he moved and tied all the behind the scenes storylines together. Now, let's briefly share about some of those challenges that came against us leading up to and during the event. Oh, the trials. A mission or calling from the Lord is a journey. And a journey is not a journey if you do not have trials. With that said, I'm thankful for all the previous trials that shaped me and prepared me for a time such as this. Those times that taught me patience, perseverance, forgiveness, and the ability to just roll with things with whatever comes my way. Whenever you put your heart and soul into something, it's important to realize that you will encounter trials and you must do your best to handle them in that moment. Actually, as I found out during this event, sometimes those trials and challenges can be a blessing in disguise. First, let's start with the obvious one. In 2020, we were all impacted by the COVID-19 outbreak in some way, shape or form. I was already three months into planning for this event when the virus started being in the news. From there, my team and I were in prayer about whether or not this event should go on. Some of the new challenges we faced due to COVID-19 were venue options that allowed us to put on something like this, a limited audience size, and just the fear of the unknown when it comes to the virus. Like many things, we had people who were divided and sit in one of two camps. Those who are fearless of attending and gathering like once before, and those who were concerned due to the potential possibility of catching the virus. With many churches afraid to open, I was blessed to be part of a church that is willing to break down barriers between people and Jesus and allowed me the chance to host this event and boldly go after the kingdom with bold faith. Not only that, but some of the staff went above and beyond to make sure that the music checks were complete, that every microphone, instrument, and person on stage was ready to go. What a blessing they were, and I'm grateful for all their hard work. I will admit, I did learn the importance of sound checks and having more time for the worship teams to be prepared. You see, I was very ambitious for this event and had seven groups ready to roll but they needed more pre uh, preparation time. To be honest, they sounded great from the seats, but the band members wished they had a little more time so they could fully hear each other. <laughs> That's a my bad on that one and a lesson learned going forward. Here's to the next one. Another challenge was photography. About a month or two before the event, I asked my brother-in-law to be my photographer since he's amazing at what he does and he gladly accepted. However, as we got closer to the event, my sister tore her ACL and had her surgery set for that night, not by her own choice. What's amazing is that my brother-in-law and nephew still attended the event and had to leave midway to get my sister once she was out of surgery. Sam Clark did an amazing job with his photos and was committed to being there, even though I said he didn't have to. What a blessing that was. I did feel bad for my sister because she had to go through that injury, that surgery, and she was looking forward to being at that event. But what's really neat 
that along with Sam's photos, I received photos from many other people that attended that group, including groups and the speakers that attended. Instead of having one photographer, I had multiple. Another challenge was that went along with photography was the videography. You see, something as important as this needed to be recorded for the masses to see. What's funny is that on that day, Facebook decided to change the rules regarding recording and streaming live events. Therefore, I was hesitant to record live and also I knew that I was going to be running around all over the place so that wouldn't have worked out. But God stepped in. Pastor Chad Bostwick recorded this entire event and was able to share this with many. Also, Pastor Chris Evanson took that recording and put together a YouTube video for me. For anyone listening right now, if you want to be able to watch that recording, please see the link in the episode description below. Finally, a couple hours leading up to the event, one of the originally planned groups was unable to perform due to several people not being able to be there. This was a huge blessing in disguise for a couple reasons. One, those from that group that were still able to come helped behind the scenes, which included setting up and tearing down for um, the worship teams. Also, that allowed me to, to have the collaborative group step in and play. I'll also admit, just because of the season that we were in with COVID-19, I kept a backup plan just in case a group was unable to play. Whatever the reason was, we were ready and God had us fully prepared. After months and months of planning, the day was finally here. Some of the greatest strengths I have are organization, project management, and leading. Especially leading by example. In other words, making sure everything's ran smoothly, is done well, and that people feel welcomed and are able to grow in their faith by hearing the Word of God and by being in the presence of the Lord while in prayer or worship. Kingdom Come Worship was an extension of the many gifts and talents that the Lord has blessed me and others with. Of course, there were some lessons learned in this very first event. However, those details will be ironed out for the next event or two. Once the final sound checks were complete, it was time for the event to go forward and for me to go on stage. To welcome those attending, singing, playing worship, as well as sharing the vision and heart behind this movement. You see, this event was just the beginning of something great that will build momentum over the years to come. Once on stage, I shared how the Lord places on my heart to go after, to be bold in a time of uncertainty, and to bring the body of Christ together through prayer, worship, and a citywide choir. The ministry Faithful United is about bringing the body of Christ together as one to help people in need. The mission comes from 1 Corinthians 12.12. 12 which reads, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. We believe that when we come together as one, with Jesus as our focus, 
the many barriers amongst the believers will start to fall. Kingdom Come Worship 2020 was to be a barrier breaker event. We had representation from three states, Colorado, Iowa, and Nebraska, and representation from each section of the city of Omaha, north, south, east, and west. That means we were intentional about breaking down denominational barriers, cultural barriers, racial barriers, and language barriers. When we love like Christ and represent Him and what He calls us to do, those barriers really no longer get in the way because we see the beauty and love in everyone. Whether we agree with one another or not, we are to strengthen, care, respect, and love one another. The heartbeat behind this event, besides boldly going after the kingdom, was to bring faith and hope in a time of uncertainty. You see, many were still in fear of COVID-19, and unfortunately, we knew that this event, like anywhere else, could potentially have a, a risk of the virus playing a part. Yet, we all knew the potential risk when we attended. However, with that said, each and every day has a risk. Life has many challenges and risks, but we must keep going forward. And so we kept going forward with this event out of obedience. I shared about this vision of the citywide choir and how I believe the Lord is calling upon a movement that is led by singers, trained and untrained, that just want to praise our King and be united as we do so. There were times in this night where those attending were able to be a part of that choir, and it was amazing. What an experience to be a part of. Later on in the evening, I went on stage to pray over the pastors and the ministry leaders in attendance. In a time such as this, our pastoral leaders must be covered in prayer. 2020 was definitely not for the weak of heart, and the pastoral leaders probably took hits from all sides and were constantly placed in no-win situations. Therefore, I felt led to read James chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. And James 1, 1 through 11 was about testing of our faith, which produces perseverance. And then I ended with James 1, 12, about how we are blessed when we remain steadfast under trials, for we will receive the crown of life. Like this passage showed, a year such as 2020 caused many to be tossed around to and fro like in the wind and unstable in all that they do. Yet. When we place our trust in God and have faith in our Lord and Savior, we are complete, mature in our thinking, and we lack nothing. When we are in Him, we are stable, even as the trials and adversity comes against us. As you'll see, every person who's on stage was strategically placed there by God with an important song, lyric, message, or prayer to build, strengthen, and encourage the body of Christ. Matter of fact, I heard multiple testimonies of people who attended this event that decided to follow Jesus once again and stop running from their faith. That in itself was worth every sleepless night, every frustration, and every tear shed. If one person comes to Christ or turns back to Him after temporarily falling away, then this event and everything leading up to it was worth it. Matter of fact, because of the constant trials and spiritual battles, I, I nicknamed this event the Obedience Tour. 
a visual reminder of what it looks like to keep going in faith and keep getting back up after being knocked down. I did quit multiple times, but then I got right back up and kept going after it because I wanted to finish well and do what the Lord asked me to do. No matter what comes against us, whether it's adversity, anxiety, depression, fear, sin, temptation, lost hope, all these things can be laid down at the cross and it's nothing for the Lord our God to overcome and break through in our lives. Whatever heaviness that the people walked in with that day, they walked out with hope and a reminder of God's love. The very things found in God's kingdom. Now let's talk about the collaborative effort between the Ferguson twins, Jessica Coffey Zessen, Josh Hall, and John Lahoytuk. This group was the first worship group of the night and was a God story in itself. Originally, I was at the point where I had all spots locked up for prayer, worship, and speakers. I had three solid hours booked. Then God put several people on my heart. With less than a month to go before the event, God placed both Dante and Dylan Ferguson on my heart. And then he placed my good friend and amazing singer Jessica Coffey on my heart as well. The interesting thing is that I didn't really know Dante and Dylan, the twins, personally, at this point in time. You see, I only seen them once before at a smaller worship event where they played some instruments for some teens. I knew that they went to college and they had an interest in worship, but that was about it. To be honest with you, I flat out didn't know why God placed them on my heart at this point in time, considering I never really met them. So anyways, I followed through and I reached out to a friend to connect us. And boy, am I glad. I'm glad that I was obedient because these two could play. Over the next couple weeks, I was trying to figure out exactly how God wanted them to be in the picture to be a part of this event. And slowly but surely, everything worked out just as it should. At first, I saw potentially three areas where they could help. Maybe it was to help me recruit fellow singers to be a part of a citywide choir. Or maybe it was to be a part of the planning process to help this event and future events. Or maybe it was just so that they could be a part of uh, playing some instruments behind scenes. I, I didn't know exactly where they fit when I reached out to them. I just knew I was supposed to reach out to them. Like several other artists that played that night, I didn't fully know how well they could sing and I just kept going in faith, trusting that the Lord knew what he was doing. Now around the same time, my friend Jessica heard about this Kingdom Come worship event through her church, Remnant Fellowship of Iowa, and my good friend, Pastor Chad Bostwick who we'll talk about here in just a little bit. At the time, she didn't realize that the event that I was hosting was the event that she was invited to, to be a part of their group. As she found out later uh, that this was the very event that she's gonna be playing in, and she was so ecstatic to be a part of it. That in itself is a neat story, but then God added to the mix. 
You see, Jessica is a, a good friend of mine, and we've been a part of several different worship events in the past, and she has such talent. Her and her friend Josh Hall make such a great team on stage, and have always been a joy to watch. So all that to say this, that was just the groundwork to share this next part of the story. About 10 days prior to the event, the Lord kept placing the Ferguson twins and Jessica on my heart. These gentle little nudges from God were more and more and more. I didn't know how I would fit in an eighth group into the schedule, but I eventually knew that Jessica, Dante, and Dylan needed to play a part. From there, I connected these amazing singers and musicians together. They never met before, but they had to meet once or maybe even twice before this event to be a part of this collaborative effort. Then came the day of the event. One of the groups had to back out, unfortunately, which allowed this group to step right in and sound absolutely amazing. Not only did they step up to kick off the music, they set such a high tone for the rest of the night. This collaborative effort consisted of singers and musicians from several different churches, the body of Christ, and who were on one accord. Not only that, but the presence of the Lord was instantly felt and known in that place. You see, I may not have known what was going to take place several weeks leading up to that event, but God did. I just knew I had to trust Him and be obedient and know that His ways are above our ways. I just wanted to say thank you to Dante and Dylan Ferguson, Jessica Coffey Zessen, Joshua Hall, and John Lahoitik for playing at the Kingdom Come worship event and being led by the Spirit. This set and how everything came together will always be one of my favorite memories from this night. You truly glorified God in how you played and what you represented. Also, you showed the joy of the Lord and how much God our Father loves us and the joy that we bring to Him. Next up was Jarrell Roach. For those of you who know Jarrell, you know that he is an amazing man of faith, a family man who loves his family and leads his family and community well. An active member of the United States Air Force, a wonderful preacher and teacher, a youth ministry leader, and a discipler. And that is just half of what he does. He is also a comedian, a host, a motivational speaker, and someone who I am honored to call friend. He puts us all into everything, and in everything he does, he does with professionalism in class. No matter who he is speaking with or where he is, he loves people like Christ and follows him well. Jarrell and I, we love to connect from time to time to collaborate on ministry plans. We enjoy creating amazing events that glorify God and point people to Jesus Christ. Not only that, but we love to lead by example and be led by the Holy Spirit. It's just an honor to serve and work alongside Jarrell to impact God's kingdom. Meanwhile, at the Kingdom Come worship event, Jarrell was filled with the Holy Spirit and was on point with his message. 
prior to going on stage, you could see a man that was intentional about being in prayer and a warrior for Christ. It was like watching a prize fighter preparing for a fight and knowing that once the bell rings, it's time to make your impact. He was going back and forth, and all I could see was someone who God was about to move mightily in. Right as he walked on stage, he commanded that stage and made sure everyone knew exactly why they were there. And that was to praise and worship God. Everyone was on their feet, shouting and praising and celebrating Jesus. What an amazing moment. As I planned and prepared for this event, I knew that Jarrell had to be involved because his fruit speaks for itself. You see, he loves God, he loves people, and he loves leading people to know their Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jarrell, for joining me on this journey from the very beginning and being part of this new venture. To God be the glory forever. Amen. Now let's talk about Remnant Fellowship of Iowa. These guys are such a blast to be around. And Pastor Chad Bostwick is one of the most favorite people I've met since starting the Faithful United Ministry. Remnant Fellowship is such a special place as for when you step into one of their services, you can see and hear lives being transformed through the love of Christ. They are passionate about discipling men and women and turning lives around and they know how to have fun. Their service, the way they pour into one another, and the way they build a solid foundation upon the Word of God. This is what kingdom building looks like. There have been people that attended that church that have had their, their sins and chains broken and have found freedom in Jesus Christ. No matter if it's an addiction, homelessness, incarceration, or just someone needing a new direction, or just being in the presence of the Lord. Lives are continually being radically changed, and this region is better because of it. Pastor Chad has an amazing testimony himself about radically being changed and committed to following Jesus Christ. I believe what stands out the most to me is his ability to meet people right where they are at and point them to hope and a future. He loves people well, and he is humble. His teaching, the way he carries himself through his giftings that the Lord blessed him with is really impressive to see. Not only that, but then you add amazing people to the mix, such as Chris Campbell, Greg Bojanski, and Jessica Coffey, among many others. And then you have a power team that loves Jesus and helps others know the goodness and faithfulness of God. The way they serve and love others is second to none. And when it comes to worship, what a joy it is to fellowship with Remnant Fellowship. These guys are my rockers. They have the sound that doesn't sound like any other church I've been to, but yet glorifies God in what they sing and what they do. So Remnant Fellowship of Iowa stood out to me for several different reasons, and I had to make a call to get them on board. I was so excited here that they want to be a part of the Kingdom Come Worship event. They bring so much to the table, and it was much needed. Their sound may be uncomfortable to some because it's not what they know, but maybe that's the point. In church, we can get too comfortable at times. 
when we are called to go and make disciples, doing so to the best of our abilities. These guys just happen to have a rock beat behind what they do, and they share the gospel and point people to Jesus. I believe there are many different expressions made to glorify God, all of which can lead people to Jesus. Whether it's Christian rock, hip-hop, gospel, alternative Christian, the music, the worship, when done to glorify God, will do just that. He will be glorified. These different genres of music speak to different people, just like different denominations and traditions might speak to people. But when you bring them all together, united as one body in Christ, then the divisions in the body and the walls that separate us start tumbling down. We are to be united under the banner that we raise high, united under the name that is above all names, and united in how we love and care for one another, united in Christ. When we come together in Jesus' name, there is no stopping His kingdom, because it is His kingdom and it is His will that will be done. So Pastor Chad, Chris, Jessica, Greg, and to all the people that came from Council Bluffs, Iowa that night to represent your church, your state, your and the mission and vision behind what you do. Thank you for being a part of that special night. And thank you for showing what it means to be a part of the body of Christ coming together from different places. Coming together as one. Thank you for joining us that night and worshiping with us. Thank you for sharing this event so that others could see online. Thank you for believing that faith is not just what we do on Sundays, but it is who we are inside and out. Thank you for sharing the joy of the gospel and preaching the gospel, no matter who comes your way, no matter what financial status or social status they may have. You welcome and love people well, and it is noticed. You have a special place, a place that brings hope to many, and they are blessed to be a part of it. You minister to many with many different gifts that you were blessed with. And what a joy it is to see. Thank you, Remnant Fellowship of Iowa. It was a blast to, to worship alongside you all. Josh Carey, known as JC, was the singer I asked to bring that gospel-like sound to the event. Josh and the group that he brought together represented the North Omaha region. Josh has such a smooth sound when he sings and is such a great guy to work alongside with. I love his humbleness and his heart. You can always tell that he enjoys worshiping and collaborating with others and that he loves God. A few months prior to this event, I sat down and interviewed Josh about his story and how God moved in his life in the journey episodes for Faith United. He shared his story and the trials that he faced. From there, that led us into his new song titled, He Wouldn't Let Go, which talked about the ups and downs in life and how God never let go. There may be days where we want to let go and give up, but God never does. He never lets go, and this is a message I wanted many to hear at the Kingdom Come Worship. When listening to this song, 
we can all relate to those moments when we listen to the enemy's lies and then we start doubting who we are and who we were created to be. But God never lets go. And he often reminds us of who we are and who he is. I believe this message of hope needs to be heard, especially in a year such as 2020. I, along with many others, really enjoyed listening to Josh, T. Barlow, and the others in that group sing, Well done. Here's to planning the next one and building onto what took place that night. The second speaker of the night was Pastor Jacob Richardson of City Light Mosaic Church in Omaha, Nebraska. What stands out to me about Jacob is his passion to build a church that is bilingual and on fire for the Lord. A church that has a solid structure founded on the Word of God and one that is intentional about unity in the body. At Mosaic Church, their mission is to be a bilingual church that exists to multiply diverse disciples and churches unified by the gospel of Jesus. When you go to their service, their mission is spot on and alive and well. They were a brand new church plant that launched several months after Kingdom Come Worship. But their mission was one that spoke to me. To me, a body of Christ is diverse. It has many different cultures and languages but one common theme, a love for God our Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and those whom we meet from day to day. What I love about this church is their intentionality to represent one body in Christ and not letting language or different cultures be a barrier to that unity that is found in Christ. While on stage, Pastor Jacob did an exceptional job emphasizing the importance of unity, and he compared it to being isolated strangers that become a unified family. Thank you, Jacob, for being a part of this event and launching a church that unites the body of Christ and celebrates God and appreciates who we are and who he created us to be. Those on fire for the Lord that love God, love others, and is prepared to be sent out to disciple others. Right after Pastor Jacob Richardson spoke, Ministerio Favor de Dios was the next worship group up and was representing the communities and churches in South Omaha. This group meant so much to me, and not just because of their performance that night, but because this group brings so much joy and hope in everything they do. You see, I was able to observe, watch, and get to know this ministry both inside and outside of the church. What a blessing it was for God to make this connection. This ministry and this church is not just a bunch of talented worship leaders and singers that can sing in both English and Spanish, but they are a strong family and they are about community. In the months leading up to the event, 
in the months after the event, I got to watch how this church family celebrates God and one another. They have developed a culture in their church that is absolutely, extremely welcoming, loving, and that fully equips one another to go share the gospel and bring hope to many. This group is talented and is a bridge that is able to unite both those who speak English and Spanish. This group, alongside Faithfully United, live and breathe the mission to go out and make disciples and unite the body of Christ. What a joy it is to get to know this group and worship alongside them. What's really neat is that in the beginning of 2020, as I was building the foundation and praying about the vision of the Kingdom Come worship event and movement, the Lord gave me a word that I'm walking in favor. When one walks in favor, things may take place and adversity may come against you, but God's favor his love, his grace, and his plans will rule. When one walks in favor, they can boldly and confidently go forward, knowing that God is faithful. With that said, on January 8th, 2020, I connected with Pastor Dagoberto of this ministry and Leo Rodriguez of this ministry. And we saw that both our visions matched up, thousands coming together in a bilingual worship. Now friends, just imagine this, thousands coming together, singing together in English, Spanish, and every other tongue, all lifting up the name of Jesus Christ in prayer and in worship. Together, we are after a vision of a bilingual city-wide choir and worship movement. This year, we may not have had the thousands that we originally saw, but that will come to pass sooner than later. In Jesus' name, we believe what God gave us and showed us will come to pass. Right after we met and connected that night, it just dawned on me that uh, I'm supposed to be walking in favor as I met the Ministerio Favor de Dios, favor. What a blessing that meeting was. And what a blessing it was to worship alongside them at the event. I heard so many people talk about the bilingual worship after the event and how impactful that was. There is something about worshiping in other languages that reminds us that we are just one of many that love Jesus. We get a taste of heaven where all people of all nations are represented where every knee is bowed, every tongue confessing that Jesus is Lord. Many nations worshiping our King. Pastors and ministry leaders, Dagoberto, Amarillis, Leo, and those who attended this amazing ministry. I am so honored and blessed to call you friend, to worship alongside you, to go after the kingdom together, and to make a difference with the giftings and visions that God gave us. Thank you for being alongside me as we built this vision from the ground up and helping me keep going after the kingdom. Que Dios te bendiga.
Now let's talk about my good friend, Pastor Chad Ware, who is an amazing pastor, preacher, and teacher. He brings the Word of God with such fire and passion. He is on mission to equip others to do the same as well. I was first introduced to Pastor Chaz through our friend Timothy Greco. Over the next two years, Pastor and I have collaborated on several events for Faith United and Pastor Ware's Roadwork Ahead ministry, where new and up-and-coming ministers share the Word of God in venues such as nursing homes and other locations. That way they can give practice delivering a message and being sharpened and equipped for the future. Where I see is a man excited to build up the next generations to go share the gospel and impact communities with the good news of Jesus Christ. It is so much fun to serve the community alongside Chaz and the others that come with him because we bring glory in all that we do. In 2020, both Pastor Chaz and I accomplished so much. Not only did we bring the word to those in nursing homes through the ministry Roadwork Ahead Ministries, but he joined me on the first praise and prayer walk downtown Omaha for Faithful United. Also, we recorded episode number 20 of the Anchor for My Soul podcast. I highly recommend you take a listen after this episode. A couple months prior to Kingdom Come Worship, Mr. Ware then became pastor of Enoch Missionary Church in Omaha, Nebraska, right in the heart of North Omaha. Now during Kingdom Come Worship, Pastor Chaz came out with a powerful prayer that reminded us of God's power, His love, and why we were there. We were there to worship and be part of a kingdom of God, setting aside our differences and those very things that divide us, and keeping our focus on honoring and worshiping Jesus. Pastor Chaz, thank you so much for being a part of this event. It's always a joy to uh, just collaborate with you and, and build up, equip the future generations. Thank you for all that you do. Now let's talk about Abby Higgs. Abby was one of the storylines that absolutely needs to be shared. Now in the summer of 2020, there was a similar event that took place in Lincoln, Nebraska called After the City. I remember going to this event being on the fence whether or not Kingdom Come Worship should still go on. Just with all the um, spiritual battles going on with the whole COVID-19, anything and everything that's coming against that. I went to that event hoping to have my fire reignited, and that's what took place. I ran into several friends at the time, and even those who helped the initial planning of Kingdom Come Worship. From there, I ran across a former church friend named Doria, who has a pulse on events herself. And she told me I needed to meet this Abby Higgs because she's a singer. Now, my first thought is this. I'm always excited to meet new people because you never know uh, where they come into play in God's big picture. But what's funny is that morning I wrote down on a list every singer that I had for the Kingdom Come Worship. And I had one more spot and I said I needed a powerhouse female singer. 
Now I had everything ready to roll for that event. Um, I just needed one more spot to fill and, and I knew exactly what my need was. And in my mind, there's absolutely no way. I'm asking someone who I don't know very well and I don't know if they can sing well or not to be at this event because I needed my powerhouse female singer. Especially when I hear the sentence, they're a singer. Well, by golly, I can sing too, but not well. So I made my way over to meet Abby and talk with her mother, Alicia, who I've met before. And we talked about what God's doing and, and the future and the vision that the Lord gave me to go after. Then I found myself saying, well, I have one more spot remaining. And then I paused, realizing the words that are coming out of my mouth. Friends, let me emphasize this point. When it comes to something as important as kingdom come worship, I am extremely careful what I say and with whom I'm inviting to be a part of that. Because I want it done well and I want it done with professionalism. And, and Anyways, I took my time to research and pray basically all other artists to make sure that they're the ones that are supposed to be a part of that event. With exception to the Ferguson Twins, which was another God moment in itself. So here I am inviting Abby to sing with the Holy Spirit leading my conversation. And then as I finished inviting her to sing, I was excited to see what may come from this. I knew that she would likely speak to a younger generation and bring a different uh, requirement I was hoping to have for the event. I wanted to have singers of all ages, young and old, singing together as one. After that point in time at, in Lincoln, there's two additional things that stood out. One, once I offered the last spot to Abby, her mother told me that that day they were praying for new opportunities to play, and that was an answer to prayer. Later, I spoke with my friend Andrew Finney, and he told me this, and I told him the story about the Holy Spirit taking over my words. And he said, "Well, that makes sense because she's amazing, and she's a game changer." Well, that gave me a little bit more confidence. I'm not gonna lie. Then I believe I heard. She studied at Bethel and was going to play that night. And then when she did play, she was amazing that night and at Kingdom Come Worship. Thank you, God, for guiding me to the right person at the right time. She absolutely was a powerful female singer. At Kingdom Come Worship, Abby played her original songs, including Victorious Ones. I remember the room just sitting there in awe of the performance the lyrics, and the Holy Spirit moving throughout the room. As I walked around the room, I saw people watching and smiling, realizing how powerful that moment was. Thank you, Abby, for joining us for this night and for playing your songs. I, along with many others, are excited to see your songs be played more and more throughout this nation. I truly believe you have a gift that God will move in mightily as more and more opportunities present themselves. What a joy it was to listen and be reminded of God's love for us and what it means to be victorious when we are in Christ, the living God. Now let's talk about Pastor Chris Evenson at Tri-Point Church in Papillion, Nebraska. 
The backstory with Pastor Chris and I has to be one of my favorite stories. Have you ever experienced a divine connection where you bump into someone that only God can bring together? Well, Chris and I, we met randomly, or in other words, orchestrated by God multiple times. Eventually, it's realized that Pastor Chris and I needed to connect for ministry, music, and future events. You see, he has such a passion to lead people well. He has a way of pastoring and singing to people with his gentle, humble spirit, and the guy can flat out sing. He has such an amazing ability to worship and draw people in with the sound and lyrics that God gifted him with and that also glorified God and can unite the people in song, prayer, and worship. Earlier in the episode, I mentioned a live video recording that I did sharing about the vision of Kingdom Come Worship. Well, fast forward one month to February 2020, and what you have is my wife and I headed to a pet store that we never go to to then all of a sudden run into Pastor Chris. What's funny is that I wanted to go to our usual store to pick up our usual pet supplies, but my wife was really wanting to go to this other place to use a coupon or get a special deal or something of that nature. So we reversed course and we made our way to this other pet store. After going through the store, getting what we needed, and then getting ready to check out, that's when Pastor Chris came up to me and asked, are you Jeff Loveland? In this moment, I'm thinking, oh no, I forgot this guy's name from some time. And so I asked him, I'm like, I'm sorry, can, can you remind me your name? And then he said something like, actually, we've never met. But how's your worship event going? At this point, I'm absolutely floored that this guy who I've never met is asking about this worship event that I'm putting together. And then he said, I saw the video made about the vision God gave you, and I hope it's going well. Now I'm absolutely taken back by this guy I've never met asking about a worship event I've never put together before and and doing for the first time. Kind of like Noah building an ark, letting the Lord lead me and guide me every step of the way. What an amazing reminder of God's fingerprints being all over this vision. And I'm so thankful that Chris was obedient to say hello in that moment. Turns out we have some mutual friends and, and he was able to see the video after one of them shared it with him. And I believe in the days and weeks and months and years ahead that we need to have events like Kingdom Come Worship. And I believe this is going to be an answer to prayer for many people because it brings the body together in prayer and worship as one. And then people can get connected and be fully equipped to then go share the word, disciple others, and serve others well. So fast forward another six months, you have Pastor Chris and I uh, meeting once again randomly, or in other words, orchestrated by God, at my brand new job. You see, it's my second day on the job as Director of Training and Student Development at Cross Training Center, when Pastor Chris came in to donate a vehicle. Therefore, I, I gave him a tour of the place, we reconnected and we just kind of shared about what God's doing. I shared about the vision and mission behind Cross Training Center, and then we touched base on everything coming up. That's when I asked Pastor Chris to join me for Kingdom Come Worship, knowing his heart, his passion, and also I researched to see if the guy could sing like I was hoping he could. Like I said earlier, 
I like to get to know people well before inviting them to events like Kingdom Come Worship. But I will say this. Chris is an amazing person to listen to. His music and his performance is done so with such a high level of professionalism and such a high skill and gift that he has. He's absolutely, absolutely led by the Spirit. What a joy it is to have us both go out to this venture together. At Kingdom Come Worship, it turns out that he knew Dante and Dylan Ferguson from years back. What's neat is that Pastor Chris actually gave them music lessons when he first came to Omaha. And that night at the event was like everything coming together full circle. What a neat side story among all these stories from that night. But I find that Chris is similar to me in the fact that he's been introduced to many amazing people in ministry. And now it's time to connect all the pieces for the God's kingdom. While on stage, Chris's music was absolutely fantastic. He played the piano, and then he asked every singer from that night to join him on stage and lead the citywide choir. Matter of fact, he asked someone else to even play the piano as he made that come alive. What I find absolutely amazing is he took the time that's allotted for him to sing to make sure that the vision God gave me came alive. So there we all were, singing holy, holy, holy. This moment was so still. It was so perfect. It was so holy. It was everyone singing on one accord. English, Spanish, Black, White, Latino, Asian, etc. All worshiping our Lord with one voice, as one body in Christ. This moment was no longer about the event. It was no longer about those who were singing. It was now about worshiping God and His holiness. Thank you, Chris, for making that moment happen, for making the video, and for being just that amazing man of faith that you are. I'm absolutely blessed to call you friend, and I'm truly glad that God has connected us for now and the future. Friend, we have a kingdom to go after. The final group of the night was with Aaron McLean and Colton May from Colorado Springs, representing the third state playing at the Kingdom Come Worship event. In 2019, I went up to Colorado Springs for a Multiply Conference to be with other ministry leaders and to learn to lead and disciple others well. I absolutely enjoyed all the speakers at that event and came away with many notes for the future. However. It was Aaron and the group that played music at that conference that really impacted me the most. Aaron and that worship group that weekend looked like they are having so much fun worshiping and playing music. As one of the nights ended, the group got on stage to sing one or two more songs to end that night. And then the Holy Spirit took over. Nobody wanted to leave and the group kept playing. You could tell which person the Holy Spirit is prompting to play or sing in the moments as the presence of the Lord moved from singer to singer or from instrument to instrument. Afterwards, I spoke with Aaron, who is one of the most humble and caring guys I've ever met and one who is passionate about Jesus. 
He told me that the group playing at the conference was from all over the city, and it was his way of bringing unity to Colorado Springs. Well, as it turns out, Aaron was also a singer in a group called Worship Mob, which is known for their worship music and covers. They basically play and sing prophetically, fully led by the Holy Spirit, as was the case the night I just mentioned. Therefore, I asked Aaron to come down and sing and finish out the event of Kingdom Come Worship, the event I was putting together, and I was so glad that he was 100% on board. Aaron and Colton made their way from Colorado Springs the night before the event, and were able to talk about how God is moving in their hometown, and we discussed how God's moving here in Omaha. From there, I was able to share about Omaha and how the city is such a great place to raise a family, how everyone here is very welcoming and community focused, and how we love God. I also shared the vision behind the event to bring forth the beginnings of a citywide choir, to unite the body of Christ, and to break down barriers getting in the way of advancing God's kingdom and bringing people to Jesus Christ. I also shared about how Omaha can really be broken down into several sections and is actually pretty segregated based off those regions. One way I can bring people together and set aside differences and tension is to unite people with Jesus as our focus. That next day at the event, Aaron and Colton were able to build off the momentum from the night and wonderfully glorified God with all they said, sang, and played. They hit on the main themes God presented with holiness, returning to the Lord, obedience, and love. Love for God and love for others. One moment that really blessed me personally and refreshed my soul was when Aaron was getting ready to play his song, Daybreak. As he was getting ready to play the song, he shared the story behind the song and how Jacob wrestled and struggled with God, as told in Genesis chapter 32. In this chapter, there was a point where Jacob was hurt and his hip was placed out of socket once touched by God. Then God asked Jacob what his name was. As for the Lord was going to give him a new name for his new identity that is found in the Lord from that point forward. You see, Jacob wrestled and struggled with God in this story all night until daybreak, when finally the wrestling came to an end, which means he let go and stopped struggling with God. Let's be honest, God was allowing that to take place. From there, Aaron then referenced my obedience for this event and how over this really difficult year, I mean, with everything we faced, COVID-19, um, constantly changing regulations and, and just everything up in the air, just the difficulties I was faced with, how my obedience really came down to the decision of, do I keep going or do I quit? Unfortunately, I did quit multiple times and I laid down the plans of Kingdom Come Worship. But as we all know, I also that means I got back up just as much and more. Every time I quit, I got up another day or two later and kept pushing forward. Eventually, getting to the point of, God, if you want this to happen, then you must do it. As you see, Aaron made the point that this event was no longer something I was in control of, but was now in God's hands. I just had to get out of the way and let God be God. As Aaron mentioned, there are, there are and there is a difference between resigning and quitting. 
and I end up resigning or giving over control or stepping to the side or surrendering to God. Because of that, we were all blessed to see God move in this powerful night. That was just more proof that this was God that made this happen. Thank you, Aaron, for your words, your prayer, and your blessings over me, my family, this community, and the ministry that God called me to and blessed me with. The words you spoke meant a lot to me, my friend. Typically, I just keep going out of obedience and answering the call boldly and confidently going forward. But it's refreshing to hear someone see that and remind me of His goodness even if we don't see it in the time being. The blessing is on the horizon. As we talk about Kingdom Come Worship and we end this episode here today, the last performance was very much exactly what I expected and exactly what I saw when I first met Aaron. Both Aaron and Colton played beautifully. They incorporated other musicians to play alongside them and they were such a blast to worship with. Since then, They've recorded new music with Worship Mob and are impacting lives through their lyrics that God leads them to. Aaron and Colton, thank you for your time to come here and bless us with your music, your words, your prophetic giftings, and your humility. Some of the best leaders are those who are humble and meet people right where they're at. It was an honor to have you play at Kingdom Come Worship. So that was all the storylines behind Kingdom Come Worship 2020. As you can see, God is writing such an amazing story and we're all blessed to be a part of it. As I finish up this episode, I'm going to ask that everyone like and share the Kingdom Come Worship Facebook page. You can find that at the at symbol, Kingdom Come Worship. And also please like and share the Faithful United Facebook page to be updated on future events. Here's the deal. Every one of us has been blessed with all these spiritual giftings and talents, and they must be shared. And we could really use amazing men and women that love the Lord and want to see this movement grow. So if that sounds like you, please join us and where your giftings and interests lie. What that might look like is people praying over people at future events, or even covering this event in prayer. That might look like people greeting others and helping set up tables and booths for ministries that want to share what they do outside that event. If you're a coffee lover, that might mean you help put on the coffee and get that started, which in my opinion is a must. Also, maybe it's someone that's helping with sound checks and much, much more. Whatever your gifting is, we would love to have you join us on our journey. Also, if you're a singer, we really need you to be on board. Whether you are young or old, trained or not, I'm praying into and believing in a future event that has a thousand plus singers in a bilingual choir that represents each and every church in the city and helping us take this movement to other cities to make that happen as well. 
just imagine the sound of a revival and a taste of what we will hear in heaven. Thank you all for listening. God bless. Thank you for listening to Anchor for My Soul podcast. If you would like to help us reach further and hear daily content in the near future, we ask that you share this podcast with your friends and also consider becoming a financial partner to help us reach further for Jesus and to share the word. We are blessed to have listeners who pray for us and go make a difference in the kingdom. Please check out our website, www.anchorformysoulpodcast.com dot com where we have our past episodes information about the podcast and even who i am if you so feel led to become a financial partner you can either go to our website or you can go to anchor.fm backslash anchor for my soul podcast together we make a difference god bless